What's my name? Muhammad Ali, film review. Entrepreneurs are the most stubborn, passionate, and creative people on earth. But running a business is tough, lonely, and oftentimes thankless. So how do you keep from going nuts while doing everything necessary to grow your company? Today, you were meant to hear this. Brian J. Pombo helps overworked owners and executives break through the frustrations and rekindle their passion. These are the principles, strategies, and tactics you can use to overcome obstacles and rediscover your absolute dream business. Here's Brian. I'm Brian Pombo. Welcome back to Brian J. Pombo Live. I wanted to review this fabulous film. I'd say fabulous only because of the content. It was it was a fun it was a fun film to watch, called "What's My Name?" Muhammad Ali. It's a basic documentary about Muhammad Ali. Overall, it takes a very a very uh, positive spin on most of his life. I would say, uh, while at the same time showing a whole lot of the ups and downs of a pretty wild life. Um, that started out as Cassius Clay, changed his name, changing his name later to Muhammad Ali was one of these huge controversial deals, and it uh, continued to be probably till the rest of his life, um, and there's a whole lot behind that. I'm not going to get into all the politics and everything else, but I wanted to point out the business lessons of Muhammad Ali's life uh, without, uh, without getting into rights and wrongs and all that jazz. This is what, what what I found interesting. I, I knew a l- quite a bit about Muhammad Ali going into it, but I did not I did not know uh, how much he had said about his persona and why he developed it and what the purpose was behind it. So I am going to ruin this is a little bit of a spoiler if you're not familiar with Muhammad Ali's life and you want to watch this. This does get into the details of why he did it. And it's not a huge part of the film, but it's the part that mattered the most to me. So this is a two-part series. You can watch it over on HBO or um, if you have HBO Max, you can watch it there. And at least at the time of this video. I've got a little hair sticking up. How about that? That's great. Um, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, when he was still Cassius Clay, saw that there was a way to get attention. And that attention would allow him to grow within the sport. Because so much of boxing is theatrics and inner politics you know, it's it's a getting really it's it's getting the ticket sold. It's butts and seats. That's what it all was. In the end, that's where his largest checks were coming from, at least early on, was how many people he can pack in there. And he knew instinctually, even though it wasn't taught and it isn't something that even to this day is not necessarily looked highly upon. He knew that if you put on a show you'd get more attention. And he got this from a very unlikely source, but but really not that unlikely if you look at the <laughs> look at it all. And that was uh, pro wrestling. In pro wrestling, there was Gorgeous George, was one of the earliest, um, uh, most popular wrestlers in terms of the modern age of uh, television and so forth. And him watching this guy out there, and guy who cast himself as the villain. He was conceited, he was arrogant, he was in your face, he was outrageous. And Cassius Clay literally lifted that character and put it onto himself. He wasn't naturally that way. Everyone 
described him previously as a pretty easygoing, nice, friendly person. But he created this alter ego and he just sold it. He stuck to it nearly his entire career, especially, well, certainly his boxing career. He held on to this, this character. And probably even, I would say, to an effect of it um, kind of holding him back at some point because he could uh, I, I and I think this is a this is a, a fault that goes along with people that discover the power that comes from uh, intimidation and outrageousness and this bizarre characters and stuff that sometimes you end up becoming the character and I think that happened with him I think that that also happened with Andy Kaufman, who I've uh, spoken about before, was a, one of the people I always look to uh, in comedy as somebody that understood how to completely dissect and tear apart the whole process, who also was inspired by wrestling um, and cast himself as the villain. Well, in a way, Cassius Clay, early on, cast himself as the villain. He purposefully was obnoxious. He purposefully was in your face and outrageous and saying the most outrageous possible things he could, but doing it with a straight face, as if that was who he was. Uh, to the point to when he wanted to start being taken more seriously, he still had a lot of people who saw him as a villain because that's how he set the whole thing up. And so, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword type of thing. And he, it was one of those things where it, it kind of followed him his whole life. And I think to this day, a lot of people who grew up in that era that I've spoken to uh, really didn't like him because he created an unlikable character, except for the people who like rooting for the villain and, or people who were in on the joke that, that saw that it was, a, it was a theater and they went along with it because they enjoyed that. And they, they enjoyed seeing the other side uh, twist about. <laughs> because it also had this political tinge to it, even though it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily um, in your face early on, it, but it became that way as time went on. So it's a very interesting character, amazing. I think it, it really is a morality tale and something you've got to watch out for. When you start finding things that work, you got to make sure you don't get lost in that process, lost in the fact that that uh, that. So much of life, so much of commerce in general, if you're selling anything, so much of it is theater. It really is entertaining. And the person that entertains is gonna be the person that gets the most attention, uh, get the most money uh, uh, moving their direction. And in the case of some politicians, uh, the most votes. <laughs> it really can happen that way if you understand that little that little magic of entertainment that's uh, that's tied to everything. So that's all I've got for today. We've talked a lot about how to develop characters and everything else in the past, and there's really room for it when you start going in the direction of content marketing. When you start producing entertainment or infotainment, as Ben Settle calls it, or uh, the, the, just creating information in an entertaining way, when you start doing that, whether it be online or offline, whether it be uh, with video, audio, text, that's all content marketing. It's giving some type of value, even in the form of entertainment, giving some form of value before the next purchase is made. And 
if you want to kind of discover that for yourself and see whether that would be a good fit for whatever it is that you're trying to grow, especially if it's a business, go check out my training, contentmarketingquestion.com. The question we answer is whether content marketing is right for us or not. Contentmarketingquestion.com. That's all I've got for you today. You have a great night. I've got the <laughs> I've got the leg back up, and we'll have more to talk about uh, regarding the uh, uh, Christmas Story sequel that just came out. We'll we'll be doing that in the next couple episodes. So you have a good one. In the meantime, get out there and let the magic happen.